Quint wants it, gets it. He toe drags, shoots, oh. scores! Oh, unbelievable! Brandon Point wins the game in overtime. An incredible move! <laughs> yes, it is unbelievable that the lightning rod is still on the air. Welcome back to the lightning rod. I am Johnny Pipes. This is your official, unofficial home for lightning banter, homerism, amateur analysis, game talk, shooting the stuff, whatever suits your fancy. Coming to you from Miami, Florida, I am on my own tonight. Across the virtual street, my buddy Gannon, broadcast partner, is a little under the weather. He is on the disabled list or is the injured list. They call it nowadays considered week to week. He's got a week to week status. The whole Lightning Rod production crew is pulling for him. Hoping he feels a little bit better soon. The entire production team of, of one. But yeah, get well soon, buddy. But until then, our tens of fans want us to soldier on, and so we shall. It is January 5th, 2022. If you want to participate in the show, please do. Leave us a voicemail, 727-416-0613. 727-416-0613. We might play it on the show if we like it. Or if you want to email us, you can do that. The Lightning Rod one at protonmail.com. That's the number one, the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. Or if you want to check us out on the Twits, you can. It's at Lightning Rod Pod. Slide into our DMs. Tell us what's what. I said I'm Johnny Pipes here by myself tonight. Going to give it a whirl, talk about some games, vent some frustrations. It's the new year, new season. We're going to forget the last week kind of happened, everything up until last night at least. Without further ado, let's get started. we spoke it was the 29th of December and the following night we had a complete and utter disaster against the Florida Panthers in their barn and I happened to be there in person for that game what a game to not have tickets for it was one of those games that uh, you really want to try and find out how to get your money back after it's over nine to three we lost nine to three not a not a good score to lose lose by at least it could have been nine to two or nine to one or nine to zero. I guess nine to three is better than those, but not. I mean, not really. Not not by much. This is a bad game all around. It didn't help that, you know, we were essentially playing with minor league goalies, you know, like triple A and and double A. So it was kind of a shooting gallery for for the Panthers. Now, granted, we didn't exactly do them any favors outside the goal. You know, we weren't exactly protecting or anything like that. So it just was one of those games that you 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 wash from your memory and and move along. I was at the game, and you know, Panthers had everybody healthy for the most part, everybody important. You know, they were playing with probably their best goalkeeper. You know, Barkov was playing. He never plays. He was playing. Huberto was playing. Man of the night. 
that just seemed to be everywhere with the puck was Anthony Duclair. Uh, that guy just, it seemed like every 10 seconds he was on a breakaway. So all I got to say, you know, Anthony Duclair. Everyone thought he's the golden child because he's the only boy in the church choir. He was stealing cookies from Bible club the whole time. Duclair. Duclair. Kind of classless at the end of the game, I think. Maybe I was just really frustrated. You know, the fans were getting into it. Now, I can't really fault them. They don't really have a, a, a whole hell of a lot to cheer about, considering they haven't won a cup yet. And honestly, they haven't really had a lot of consistently, you know, winning seasons back to back to back. It doesn't happen all that often. They're finally really good and good for them. You know, I actually don't mind the Panthers. It's nice that we have a rivalry with them finally. Took how many years for that to happen? So I can't really get upset with them. But after your team scores nine goals on, you know, a, a minor league goalie and then a guy that backs him up that plays for, like, the Orlando Solar Bears, maybe don't scream at the top of your lungs, we want 10, we want 10. Because do you really want 10? I mean, you remember what happened in the playoffs last year, right? Like, I don't know if you were there for that or if you just got on board, but, you know, be careful what you wish for, which kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Cooper, who had some really good words at the, uh, at the, in the post game. I liked, I liked what he said. He got asked a question about if it made a difference that we had the two backup goalies in, and this was his response. So not having, you know, your your top two goaltenders having no, a number of no, people in COVID protocol. No, 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 no. We have a standard. We've set it. We have a process we go through. We've it's taken time in this organization to build it. Tonight was we did not exercise it. We gave up too many chances to a really good team that wanted to beat us and a team that we've handled and beaten the playoffs and they haven't forgotten and. You know, after tonight, I won't forget this, but they deserved what they had, and we probably helped them along in that process. So don't look at our lineup and say, well, that's a victim of circumstances. We we made ourselves, we put ourselves in that position. You tell them, Coop, we won't forget this. Coop won't forget it. You know the guys won't forget it. Every single person on the Lightning squad, they're all very, very competitive people. They don't like to lose. As, uh, as has been shown in the last couple of years, they refuse to lose. But, you know, no team's ever gone 82-0 or however many games we're going to play this season. And, you know, we don't want the President's Trophy, so I guess you could call this maybe the start of a little tank week. Maybe a little, little not intentional, but kind of intentionally unintentional little tank week. Bring everybody back down. I mean, considering we were overachieving, quite overachieving with the players that we had in and out over the last couple months, very much overachieving. So it kind of sucks to get hit in the mouth like that. But as long as it doesn't happen very often, and it doesn't happen very often, like it hardly ever happens. So it just sucks to see that kind of a game live. <laughs> it kind of sucks to save up all your, you know, your candy bar sales and your you know, your magazine subscriptions to uh, to buy some really nice tickets, probably the nicest hockey tickets you'll ever have. And uh, you get, get to go to a game like that. And it was at the the Florida Live Arena. 
it used to be called the the BB and T Center. All the street signs outside say, you know, this is how you get to the BB and T Center, and then you get there, and it's Florida Live. No significance, just something I noticed. Something else I noticed while I was there too. Uh, my girlfriend and I went. She really enjoyed the first time that we went there last year for Game Two of the playoffs. Uh, when we kind of schooled them a little bit after that rough game one. She had a really good time, so we went back this time. We got some dinner, some chicken fingers and some tater tots from the concession stand. They give you a a honey mustard, and they also give you cannonball barbecue sauce. There was really nothing cannonball about it. I was still trying to figure out the whole time, like what what makes this cannonball barbecue sauce like I was waiting for like a kick or something but really it could have just come out of a a big can that just said barbecue sauce on the side of it. it's probably from like Cisco or something like that so that was like the first disappointment of the night and it didn't really stop there but I mean I showed those fans they were totally doing the wave with a couple minutes left of the game and uh, I didn't stand up and neither did my girl so you know Take that, Florida. 9-3, to 9-3. Three, three. Let's put that game behind us. Put that game behind us in Duclair. Oh, my goodness, Duclair. He lifted my flip-flops from the lost and found at the public pool, and I can prove it. <laughs> oh, go to hell, Duclair. Go to hell. After the Florida game, we're like, okay, let's put that behind us. Let's focus on the Rangers. Going home, playing at Amelie, playing the Rangers. This was uh, New Year's Eve, another bad night for a hockey game. Barkley Goodrow comes back, the same Barkley Goodrow who assisted in our two cup runs before, beloved by Tampa fans. He was given his, uh, his Stanley Cup ring, and he got a little video tribute a la Yanni Gord at the beginning of the game. It was very well done. I will always have a lot of respect for Barkley Goodrow. And, um, yeah, and then he proceeded to school us, getting two goals, mostly off of mistakes by Brian Elliott. Thankfully, Brian Elliott was indeed in net. So Max Legacy was the backup. Vasilevsky was still in the protocol. And Elliott played very rusty. He came out and played a couple of pucks, made a couple of mistakes, and, uh, Goodrow capitalized on at least one of them. So it was, uh, we were down four to three at the very end of the game. And uh, we did have a magic goal at the end by none other than Corey Perry, who seems to do this almost every game now. He just parks himself in front of the net, cleans up the mess, sends us to, uh, sends us to overtime. And then they throw up a goose egg in overtime and lose in the shootout not scoring a single goal, allowing them to just score one to win. So back-to-back games uh, that were subpar. Now that one was at least a little exciting because you had the whole Corey Perry sending us to overtime, which was great. So it was kind of almost a good way to end the year, and then the shootout thing happened. But I mean, a point's a point. Again, you're you're missing a bunch of guys. A A point is a point, and you'll be happy to get it. It's kind of a bad way to lose in a shootout like that, but you'll take the point. We were still missing some guys. We had just gotten back um, 
You know, Sorelli comes back the next game. So we, we're still playing with guys like Fortier. And, uh, you know, he's he's in there for Sorelli. But no one's really no one's really on their game. There's no Radish. There's no Chernak. He's not back yet. So we got the other Radish brother playing D. He only played seven minutes and 55 seconds. Fortier only played six minutes and 32 seconds. Meh. Not the best, not the worst. You get a point. Move along. Up next, turn turn the uh, calendar over to the new year, and uh, you get to see the Rangers again, this time on Sunday, the same exact time as the Bucks game. Not ideal. It doesn't happen very often. It sucks when it does. They throw up a, a real bad stinker, getting shut out four to nothing. In New York, this game marked the return of a lot of guys, and you could tell that they were very, very rusty. Anthony Sorelli, he comes back. Eric Chernak, he comes back. Uh, this is Vasilevsky's first game back. You can tell he's rusty. Doesn't have the timing back. So, you know, trying to watch that game and simultaneously watch the Buccaneers game, which was also an ugly spectacle for three and three quarters of a game. Got one eye on this terrible spectacle in New York, the other eye on this terrible spectacle in New York. And Antonio Brown doing what Antonio Brown does, completely taking away all of the focus from a beautiful Tom Brady final drive to win the game playing with a bunch of scrubs. Ugh, what a Sunday. What a Sunday. That was terrible. Anyone who says that Tom Brady is washed up, all I got to say is this. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. (laughs) You know what he's saying at the end of the game? That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many eat a W tonight? The Bucks ate a W. The Lightning did not. The Lightning ate a goose egg. Four to nothing. Terrible. Mika Zabanajad had a ridiculous game. Ridiculous game, and I think that guy needs a haircut. He looks like a hippie. It's, it's not cool like Maroon. It's like, should I give you a dollar? That's not cool at all. Well, fast forward to last night, January 4th. Finally, finally, somebody decides they want to play. So we go to Columbus and just wreck it. Very good game. Very good game. Everybody was on. Vassy was on. Palat. Andre the Giant Palat gets his 400th career point, and he gets the first star of the game. He gets two goals and an assist. Cal Foote, he's back, and he has a beautiful little feed to um, to Braden Point for his goal. It was pretty amazing. But everyone looks pretty good in that game, and, and that's kind of what our team does. It's crazy, you know, you go out there and you look, and we've talked about this on the show before, how they can just flip a switch, how they can go from just looking awful to 
just looking like the best team in history. And that's kind of what they did last night. They looked amazing. And it was really fun to watch. And I'm really happy for everyone involved. Kind of makes me sad a little bit that John Tortorella was not on on the sideline there for uh, for Columbus, was not behind the bench. It would have been kind of fun to see him go absolutely ballistic on his players or, if nothing else, just look absolutely dejected during that game. So 7-2, to back, back to the winning ways. Back to the winning ways. And coming up next, we have a game in Tampa against Calgary. And this will be kind of fun because Blake Coleman, the last member of that very special line, will be making his return. So I'm assuming that the Lightning will do another video presentation for Blake, which will be really cool to see. I like the way they do that. Johnny's has been the best so far, but he also was the t- with the team the longest, uh, probably had the biggest impact. Uh, but it will be cool to see Blake come back. That'll complete that line. I think that'll be kind of it, really, in terms of tearful reunions. I don't know if there's going to be many more on the horizon. I don't think really there's anybody else they want to do that for. So I'm looking forward to it. Not really even sure how the Flames are doing right now. Let's look and see. Let's take a look at the old standings. So Calgary is 17, 8, and 6. That's pretty good. They are pretty good. Not great, but good. Good enough to probably shock us at home. I wouldn't be surprised. Just depends on which of our which of our teams shows up. You know, which team is going to show up. Right now, Calgary is third in the Pacific Division with 40 points. So they are five points off the lead in that division, which is Vegas. Vegas looks like they're faltering a little bit. Lost a couple in a row. Calgary has lost one. They're about to lose two. Once they show up in town, there is a little bit of history, in case you don't remember, between Tampa and Calgary. Calgary fans are still very bitter about that Stanley Cup. But results are results, so you take them. I don't think anyone's ready to hand back a Stanley Cup. I know I'm not. I'll just play dumb if I'm in a bar. You know that was in, right? Was it? Yeah, that was a goal. We should have won. Should you? I don't know. I was there. I didn't. I don't think that's what happened. So we're looking forward to that. We'll see if it happens. I don't know, it looks like they might be doing some more postponings. We got another wacky season, which is kind of good for us because wacky seasons we tend to do really well in. You know, we go into the bubble, we win. We play those crazy regional divisions last year where you don't play anybody outside of your little region. We won again. This year, it's actually schedules kind of normal. And, you know, so far, so good. But if if the schedule starts getting wacky again and they start doing all these crazy postponements and changing things and the date's all different at the end and maybe the playoff formatting becomes different or whatever, they make all these changes. There's the Olympic break and all these kind of things. And maybe we'll win again. Maybe Maybe that'll be three in a row all these wacky things. Maybe they're only going to be doing this when it's when it's not a normal season. I mean, I'd be fine with there never being a normal season again then. No problem at all. 
So that's on the horizon. We got Calgary coming up. Let's take a look who's going on after that. Let's see. We have after Calgary. Oh boy, Boston. So Calgary on Thursday at 7. Our best friends, the Boston Bruins, come in on Saturday, the 8th. Looking forward to that. And then they go on the road again. Got one in New Jersey on the 10th. Back-to-back with the 11th at Buffalo. So that'll be an interesting little three-gamer there. And then uh, who's that? Vancouver comes in on the 13th. So that's your schedule going forward. Calgary, Boston, New Jersey, Buffalo, Vancouver. I'd say out of those, we should get, I don't know. I don't see us really losing any of those, honestly. I mean, we got Boston at home. That shouldn't be an issue. I mean, New Jersey, even though we're away, I mean, that really shouldn't be an issue either. Honestly, there's no real reason why we should lose any of the next four games or five. None at all. Let's see if everybody can get their wheels back. What else is there to talk about in the hockey world right now? It's big news coming out tonight. Riley Nash is back on waivers. Tampa has waived. The former Blue Jacket Riley Nash, zero points in 10 games with us, which can only mean one thing. Nikita Kucherov is on his way back. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Riley Nash is no longer needed. He wasn't really doing that great anyways, with the exception of uh, some face-offs. He was pretty good at face-offs. Other than that, he kind of caught us on a pretty bad stretch of games. So, I mean, that's great news. Kucherov coming back. The band will be fully back together. Maybe the power play will start doing some stuff. We had a really good game against, against Columbus with the power play, getting two goals. Maybe this will fire him back up. So we'll see. Sounds good to me. Would have been nice for this to happen last week, but what are you going to do? Get him back when you get him back. So it's New Year's in the 2022. How many times have you written 2021 on paperwork you've been filling out lately? I guarantee at least a couple times. Yeah, it's 2022. You got any good uh, resolutions yet? You figured out what you're doing for the new year? What you're going to fix about yourself? I've come to the conclusion that I'm not a very good game analyst. So hopefully when Gannon's feeling better, I'll let him do all the game analysis and I'll just chime in with a fart joke or something here and there. Maybe a funny little clip. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Call and leave us a voicemail, 727-416-0613. Check us out on Twitter, Lightning Rod Pod. Email us, thelightningrod one at protonmail.com. That's the number one, the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. We'll be back next week. A little bit more exciting of an episode. Be back to full strength. Until then, hasta luego.